This is Bladcast 52. Today, Christian is joined by original Bladcaster Will Sterling and longtime fan favorite Jeff Duray. A frog and a bear seeing America. Moving right along in search of good times and good news. With good friends you can't lose. This could become a habit. Opportunity knocks once, let's reach out and grab it. Yeah. Together we'll nab it. We'll hitchhike bus or yellow cabin. Cabin? Moving right along. Footloose and fancy free. Getting there is half the fun, come share it with me. Moving right along. We'll learn to share the Christian Blatt. <laughs> oh, welcome to the Blattcast. I am Christian Blatt, our returning champions this week, uh, Mr. Jeff DeRay. Could you I, hear I my finger to, guns? I was, I, I was trying right. to uh, think of uh, some kind of, you know, like fighter name. And I wanted to rhyme it with Massachusetts, and all I, I came up with was the ass from Mass. And I mean, there's Actually, way bigger asses. That works. I'm okay with but that. There's way bigger asses than you in Massachusetts. You know. I well, I'm like. not huge ass from Mass. And that's true. Um, but uh, I'm now I can't think of anything that rhymes with Ramona. But uh, <laughs> our own Ramona Quimby, age eight. Ramona, the one, oh, okay. the one and only William J. Sterling. Look at this. Uh, I just got access, AXS or whatever. I wish Bujanski yeah. was here. I got push notifications. Stagecoach 2024 dates announced. That's what we're talking about for the rest of the hour. You know what's funny? He ha- he told me he had a uh, conference call about an hour ago. I guarantee that's what it was <laughs> because of the timing. He, yes. he was, he, yeah. So, yes, uh, he may or may not come by today. Uh, usually, uh, I don't expect him to. I, I might send him a, a kind reminder, but I don't. Uh, I don't really expect it. Anyway, glad that uh, we're all here together again. Three shows in a row—that is insane. Like uh, can times. we make it? Can we make it for the? The answer is no. Uh, I know Will's uh, <laughs> heading out of town. So, but we had a good run, though. We did. Uh, we did. We did three three good shows together and uh you know i mean there's there's old podcasts that uh don't last more than three shows uh <laughs> i think that's one. most podcasts yeah. yeah hey we're super excited just listen to me and my pals talk about uh hockey and then are, they're like ah oh, we are, have kids and we have uh yeah have any of you busy. guys had a family member try to be like hey i tried to do a podcast with my friend like here would you listen to it oh oh no no i haven't yeah. i i've had I've had people ask me to check out their podcasts and honestly uh, anyone who's, who's asked me to listen uh, that is, is a friend. It's always been good enough. You can give constructive criticism. Um, and then, you know, there were like listeners from the old radio show who had wanted us to listen. The worst though was this guy. This was, uh, this was the podcast, uh, the Westwood one podcast era. This guy was producing a piece called uncle Otis. And he was convinced it was good for Dennis. And I listened and I, I coached him and there were these like produced pieces and he wanted us to play them. And I, and he kept pushing. So I'm like, all right, we're going to play it. And uh, it did not go over well because it wasn't, it wasn't funny. And I was like, 
I, I do what I can. I'm still on Uncle Otis's mailing list, though. <laughs> just got one this week. Amazing. That's probably the only reason I remember. That's what's funny is that as I realized I was saying out loud the description of like the the it's just some guys sitting around talking about whatever with their drinks yeah, and doing some podcast. It's like asshole. wait a minute. Except you have had the fortitude to see it through for 450 some odd episodes. So you, you actually end up being... 550. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you're right. I should look up you, 552. You don't count that initial 100 since they're not available. Oh, wait. That's is right. This the, yeah. Is this the new 552? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> deep. That's a good deep little cut. Really though. should have uh, prepared for this to be the new 552. Um, but uh, so... I uh, I kept uh, teasing in earlier episodes things that we were going to talk about and uh, we didn't get to it. And uh, last night uh, I was at uh, Book Soup in uh, West Hollywood, uh, book signing for the uh, for our visual audience. The gentleman in the middle is Brian Slagle, who started Metal Blade Records 41 years ago. He was there for his book, joined on the right by comedian Don Jameson, past Blackcast guest. And uh, he will uh, factor into uh, some of my tales of my trip to New York. Uh, and uh, the the uh, lovely lady uh, to the left is uh, known professionally as Stacy Bitch because she's from the <laughs> band Bitch. And uh, that is John Bush from Armored Saint there. But uh, had a uh, lovely uh, evening out in uh, in the, the Sunset Strip area. Thought we were going to the rainbow because it was a bunch of rock guys, but that didn't happen. There was something going on at the whiskey. I'm like, oh man, it's going to be like all time. Nobody wanted to go to the whiskey. So we just went yeah. to a quieter place, had some conversation. And uh, I am uh, behind the scenes working on something with Mr. Brian Slagle that uh, I would love to be able to tell people about, but uh, nothing's nothing's signed. Nothing's uh, been, nobody's been paid, but uh, hopefully sometime in the near future. Uh, and uh He's got some uh, some great stories. Uh, he, you know, his record label, you know, signed Anthrax and Slayer and then you know, a ton of other bands. But those are the, the big ones. And it goes from there. But uh, great guy. Talked a lot about uh, concerts and, and whatnot. And he grew up in uh, in the L.A. area and he like hates coming here now because he's like, yeah, you, you know, you drive down Sunset and everything you remember is gone. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I've only lived here 20 years and even I'm like, oh, yeah, there used to be some. But you know what? That Arby's with the big 10 gallon hat, that isn't going anywhere. That's still, nope. you know, that other end of the sunset. The Nobody's going to close that thing down. Uh, didn't they say, so they closed the Viper or are closing the Viper. It's officially closed. Yes, I, I think so. they said uh, the person who's building like a big high rise apartment complex now on what will be the former lot was like, don't worry, it's coming back. It's going to be the ground floor of our luxury apartment building. I'm like, you in, just fundamentally misunderstand what these clubs used yeah. to be and represent. The fact that you're like, no, no, there's going to be a new Viper room. It's going to be the lamest Viper room ever. It's just going to be David Benoit playing smooth jazz. Can, can you imagine living on the first floor of that apartment building if you didn't like the acts that come through? Like, what a horrible fucking idea. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know well, if they're going to follow look, through. As, as, uh, as Bob Dylan said, the, the times they are a-changing. Uh, CBGB's down in the village in New York uh is i, I think it's a, it's it's next to a chase bank now and it was like a john varvados clothing store it, it was like the least punk rock thing you could imagine when you see it you just you look and you go like oh yeah that was uh, that was a really cool place you know at some point <laughs> in history 
And uh, now it's the opposite. Hopefully people say that about the black cast one day, because then at least we have the reputation of having once been a cool place. Yeah. Uh, even if we no longer are. We just uh, have to wait so for people to gentrify us. That's usually what the turning point. <laughs> it's once this show got political. Yeah. We did that's, lose that, that one guy. That was the gentrification moment. We, yeah, we, exactly. we did lose that one guy, didn't we? Yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, I, I don't even think I can see his tweets anymore. But uh, don't worry, I, I I screenshot the ones that matter. You know, when we when we do our our twenty fifth anniversary retrospective, I'll uh, pull all those those clips out of the vault. Um, in any case, uh, yeah. So uh, back in uh, back in June, I uh, as as they say, I uh, hit the road a, a few weeks ago, and I was. Uh, that's sort of the the motif for my storytelling here. I was gonna uh, say the Muppets. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, I'm moving right along with uh, Kermit and Fozzie. You know, I'm I'm hitting the road. Uh, you know, uh, a bear and a frog seeing America in a Studebaker. I mean, there 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 really isn't much. Uh, I would say there isn't much more American than that. You know, and all all sorts of uh, of things come to mind you know when when we talk about that the song in general the moving right along from the from the muppet movie i almost called it the great muppet caper imagine how embarrassing that would have been also <laughs> how insane that would have been if i had called it the great muppet caper but uh in any case uh you know be very very pro uh pro muppets and it's fun to think about uh you know and i don't know i did a fair amount of driving as as i'll talk about and uh i first of all i you know on a trip like this i was by myself and like taking like a five hour drive by myself where you know i can listen to podcasts or music or whatever i want driving through upstate new york practically to canada and this is the thing about when you live here, uh, Will, and, you know, Jeff, you probably have uh, gotten accustomed to living in other parts of the country where um, things are green and there's so much life and it's bright and it's fun. And here everything's like, you know, like brown and, and, and dead and like, oh, look, there used to be a fire over there. And oh, but earlier there was a fire over there at some point. And uh, uh, so, you know, like. I don't know. I, I find it enjoyable. Um, how do how do you each feel about, uh, you know, a good solo road trip? I think five hours is about my max. Like, you know, here, that's like a long drive to Vegas. Back when I lived on the East Coast, that was like going to Boston or going to Washington, D.C. I was kind of tapped out after five, but I liked I liked it right up until about four and a half hours. But uh, let me ask you first, uh, Jeff, if, if you like to hit the open road. Currently, I mean, I don't really go a whole ton of places, so that's hard to say, right? So I, I think it's it's a relative thing. When I was in LA and I was skiing a lot and doing a lot of that stuff, I would drive to Mammoth. I would drive to Big Bear for day trips. So like driving five Joshua hours, tree. driving to Joshua Tree, all that stuff. So it's like driving a few hours and going to these things was always worth it. And it was never really a big deal. I've driven to Vegas by myself. Like it was all fine and easy because it's also yeah. I think one big difference is out there. Mostly you're you just hit these long stretches with nothing. There's nothing on either side <laughs> and it's just a real straight yeah. road. And that actually can make it easy because you're just scooting along. You're listening to music. You can kind of phase out. Whereas here. I've noticed like when we take longer trips, half the time we hit a point where we're just like winding around these like crazy old roads. And I'm like, I can't yeah. not pay attention because I will feel sick or crash off the road. <laughs> so 
I, yeah. I definitely think longer trips here can get a little bit tougher. But that said, I remember when I was in college, I drove from here to like South Jersey and that took like nine hours because the stupid, those old shitty GPSs that you used to have before your phone had it took me you mean right like, through like New York You mean like a TomTom? Like Tom? Exactly. Took me right yeah. through New York City on my way oh. to Jersey. And I was like, this is absolutely the worst idea. I think I spent <laughs> two and a half hours just in traffic in and around New York. And then, of course, as soon as I hit Jersey, just the wafting garbage smell. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, why? Why is well, this place so awful? You know, the long drives, the the smells, the olfactory presentation is a big part of it. Uh, Will, uh, you know, it, obviously, I'm sure, Jeff, you made the drive at some point. But uh, the, the drive from L.A. to San Francisco is kind of like part of what Jeff is talking about, where it's like there's just nothing. And it's very boring and there's really nothing to look at and you get tired and it's not pretty except for that one spot where it just reeks of cow shit for miles ahead. And then you pass. I'm all fond of like, that spot now, just because it gives me something to look forward to. Even if it's negative reinforcement, it's at least it's a, it's a I, milestone. I, I look forward to uh, getting past it, uh, you know, but uh, if, uh, by the way, uh, just to circle back, if I were, taking a road trip with uh, Kermit and Fozzie, the thing that I would be the most excited would be to turn a oh. fork in the road. Which, uh, oh my God, as a kid, it was literally, I don't think anything was funnier to me than the fork in the road. <laughs> There's a in fork the in the road. <laughs> I mean, come on. There's a fork in the road. Um, but uh, yeah, but what about you, Will? What about, uh, you know, uh, you and I have uh, done some, uh, some drives together out to uh, some Native American lands down mm. to Chula Vista. You know, we've done, we've San done some Bernardino. Runs. Oh yeah. That's where the casino is, right? San Bernardino? Uh, the, where we saw Kiss Acoustic. I mean, it's technically it's, it's Highland, but yes, it is San Bernardino. Yeah. County, San Bernardino. Right? Yeah. Um, I've driven apparently now all over the fucking place. So Growing up, my grandmother lived in Northern California, Redding, which is two out two hours north of Sacramento. And we would just yeah. make that drive from San Diego. And that was about a 10, 11 hour drive. Um, and we would do that sometimes twice a year, Christmas time and summer. And uh, I got so that stretch of the five you're talking about going up to San Francisco, it's that but times three. Because you <laughs> don't at least then turn off to the nice coastal part of San Francisco. You just keep going up the five. The directions to their house at the time where they lived were as simple as this. You get on the I-5 North, exit Deschutes, turn right under their street. That was it. Except wow. you're on the five for 11 hours. So uh, <laughs> that I kind of got used to that mind numbingness of like there being nothing. But now my, I think because that's something I've driven for so long, I prefer what Jeff is talking about where I'm like, yeah, I, I, even if I get sick and it's windy, like at least I have to pay attention to what I'm doing and I can look at the road when it's just flat and there's nothing for hour after hour. Like I'm definitely like, <laughs> you can, when I drove across, so I drove across the country then too, from Long Beach to Cambridge. Right. Right. Uh, and I remember thinking, well, at least we get to drive through States that I've never been to. So it'll be something new to look at. And I'm not exaggerating. It was almost entirely three days of nothing to look at. It was the it was awful. I mean, tw three 12 hour days of just interstate, really? boring, shitty, because we were taking the fastest route that we could to get there within five days. Um, next time I do, I'd love to do another cross country road trip where I like take a month and actually like stop and take side roads. Yeah. But 
that was with Casey and Charlie in the car. And then when I had to drive home, because Casey moved to Scottsdale for work, I drove back from Cambridge by myself. So wow. that was 12 hour days with Charlie, just me and me and Charlie in search of America, our nice. little Steinbeck novel. <laughs> but the same thing. Charlie. Exactly. Trying to make good timing. So all my days were 12, 13 hour days. And it was uh, it was pretty mind numbing. I would like to do it a, a yeah. fun way. Go ahead, that, I would. I had actually just been thinking about when I drove across the country in the RV with Natasha, and it mm -hmm. was. It's interesting that you say that because I was just thinking how I don't remember being bored ever, even when it was not much going on, because it was so exciting seeing places I hadn't really seen. You know, like I've been sporadically around the country, like a good amount of places, but I hadn't been in a lot of those middle America type places. So I even places like Nebraska, where there wasn't as much going on, it was just interesting. And it was interesting. I think it was also like I had to, even when it was just flat and nothing, pay extreme attention because I was driving a house down the road. And like the very first day, our Charlie, the cat, we were in full stop traffic. Like we literally stopped at a Walmart because it's like Walmart. You can park in their parking lots overnight. So it was basically like a free place to stay each night. Mm. So we like traveled from Walmart to Walmart across the country, but we stopped at like a Walmart barely outside of LA County because it took like two or three hours. Cause it was right. We left on like July 1st or 2nd. So it was horrible 4th of July traffic and a yeah. huge mistake. So we were just barely moving. The RV was like killing me because trying to drive that and stop traffic is just like the worst. And yeah. our Charlie, the cat, crawled under the fucking brake pedal so oh, there was geez. a point where i was like get the cat get the cat i will literally stomp her to death if i have to we are all <laughs> gonna die if you don't get the cat <laughs> so it was just like oh my I, god i don't so know what you're just, talking about jeff this doesn't sound stressful at all i no, don't no. uh how uh how many days did you allot for driving across in an rv I think we took about five days because it was like that first day we barely went anywhere. And it was, yeah. I was the only one who drove. Natasha drove literally one inch at a gas station to pull it up for me. And that was it. I did everything else by myself because it was like, you know, 10 plus hour days every day. And so it was like that first day we barely went anywhere. So the second day we made it to the Grand Canyon. And then of course we were like trying to leave the Grand Canyon. And it was like, we went one way for miles only for it to be like and of course we were running low on gas and then it's like psych can't go this way so we're like oh cool let's turn around and drive miles and miles back the other way yeah uh but then after that it was just like stops i think we stopped in nebraska and ohio and then after that i think we made it back to mass so it was only you know the four five days but and i was just going as far as i possibly could like we didn't hang out anywhere we would stop before it got dark and after a certain amount of time because it was just like uh we would get up early and start driving usually earlier in the day so it was easier to just get to the walmart pick up like whatever supplies we needed walk the dog and stuff and then just like hang out and watch like a movie or something and then pass out by like nine o'clock every night <laughs> yeah did i feel like along with road trips stories are often poop stories like, we don't have to get into it but i had a uh, coming back by myself could be the could be the whole show. Let's uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> wow. uh, I was it was my final leg of the journey. It was on the fourth of July, and I was trying to make it to Scottsdale because that's where Casey had moved by fourth of July. By and, the way, Scottsdale uh, is the best place to poop in all of Arizona. I think it's important well, to highlight. I didn't. That, yeah. I didn't end up pooping there. Um, oh, no. 
the night before I had stopped in Eric, Oklahoma, which is like a town of like 300 people. And it's really just like, it's all, a town all named Eric. All that there is, is like the flying J and like a Wendy's. And then like, there was a pizza place by the motel six or wherever the fuck I was staying. Um, and I asked the girl when I checked into the room, I was like, how's that pizza place? She was like, it's pretty good. I was like, I'll take a gamble. So I ordered, I don't know why. This is not ever a common order for me. Uh, I ordered a cheeseburger pizza. Oh, That's no, already no. sounds like a bad decision. And six chicken wings. <laughs> and uh, I got the food and it was clearly like the chicken wings were like a Costco bag of frozen chicken wings that had been like just heated up and then like dumped wing sauce on them yeah, and they, like, they, they were actually they were yeah. put on your plate in the kirkland bag like the <laughs> exactly was right was right there yeah yeah uh and the pizza was like it was a personal size pizza so it was like you know your four little small slices but i was like fuck it i don't care i'm starving i ate everything and i was like there's a possible there's a chance i could regret this tomorrow we'll see what happens uh i leave oklahoma successfully get into texas as i'm driving through amarillo texas i'm hit with that strong feeling of like we sh i should start getting a plan together for the next stop so i know where i'm headed within yeah. the span of 30 seconds it went from me like casually looking to something on my phone to like someone's fist just like punched my whole stomach and said you have if you're lucky 120 seconds to figure out what it is that you're gonna do <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna fucking die and because it's fourth of july Every other freeway overpass was a bunch of Trump supporting people with like all of the American garb holding up their Trump signs and like waving at people like America first and whatever. And I remember just being like, fuck you guys every time I'd go by them. And the guy that already stopped listening, it's good that he's not hearing this. So <laughs> there's a section where I'm like, I can pull off the freeway and it's like a dirt road in front of like some fucking farm or something. And I had just passed a an overpass full of Trump supporters and I just run out of the car and open up like the back passenger door and the, and the front passenger door to make like a little stall area mm -hmm. and just drop a squat and take the biggest shit in the world on Amarillo, Texas on the 4th of July. <laughs> By the way, that is, that is exactly what our, our forefather, forefather, that is exactly what our forefathers were planning when they, it uh, is my God-given freedom that people have That's died and fought for for me to take a big shit on Texas. And considering of taking a shit on Texas, our pal Sorry, Jason, Jason Blair, who lives in I Texas, know. but he yep. has good advice for you. Always keep yeah. some wet wipes in the glove box. Helpful when the next exit is 40 miles away. I uh, was... that, that's something that I remember from my drive cross country. Uh, was uh, you get to Utah and it's like, you know, next service is 100 miles. You're like, well, clearly that's a joke. There's yeah. no way. Now, of course, I had plenty of gas. I wasn't going to you know, take it. But then you drive for like, you know, I don't know. It's like an hour and a half. And then you're like, oh, wow, that really was the there really were no gas stations that, that yeah. whole time. I uh, when I moved out to L.A., I, I uh, actually went with my dad because uh, after he graduated high school, he had done a road trip with his friends and uh, he liked the idea of coming along. And uh, he wasn't as built for like the 12 hour days like uh, like Jeff was talking about. Uh, but I, I always pushed it a little bit longer. And then when we woke up in the morning, it was usually like, oh, wow, this place is, is really pretty. I'm like, yeah, because I picked the spot in South Dakota that seemed like it was going to look really nice. But what I did do was 
okay, I don't think I'm ever going to be at this longitude or latitude again, really. So I went a little bit out of my way to go to Mount Rushmore. And it was like, it was like two hours out of my way, probably two hours each way. But I'm like, it's worth four hours to go and see something I've always wanted to see that I may never get to see again. Uh, and so far, I haven't been back. Uh, Heather's uh, mom is, uh, let's just say she's in her in her 60s. She's always wanted to go. Still has never been. And I'm like, yeah, but those uh, those big big stone heads, they, they sure are pretty cool. By the way, Jason Blair adds, I was born in Amarillo. So Sorry, let's Jason. just say you've both definitely shit on Amarillo. Shit on <laughs> just, Amarillo. J- Jason usually tried to keep it confined confined to the diapers when he was a. Woman. I had, I did have Starbucks napkins in the car that I was able to use, and then there's that thing of being like, I guess I just leave this here, and well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, just I've, a big steaming pile of shit. But yeah, it was I, like by a farm. It's like maybe it was a cow. I don't know. It could have been hey, a wandering cow. Time. I've I mean, done worse than Burbank, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go look, to the I, movie I, theater to think you can make it home. You get like that popcorn tummy, and then you just go, "I'm gonna hide out between two trash barrels on a nice Burbank street and just take a nice yeah. little uh, yeah. steamer." When, At least I'm pooping I, by the dumpster. That's helpful, well, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I definitely shit behind a dumpster in Hoboken, New Jersey. And I don't think anyone ever noticed. It's probably still there, in all honesty. I mean, and this was 20, it's an 20 artifact years now. ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a plaque, actually, that goes with it. But uh, fortunately... Part of Hoboken. The crown jewel, yeah. Yeah, that's actually how they how they decide a new mayor is... Uh, <laughs> you know, they 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 sort through the, uh, the, the, uh, the local scat that uh, is left all around. Uh, so I, uh, I, I had a, uh, I had a fun trip back east and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about some of the, the, the friend stuff and whatever at some point, but, uh, let's, let's talk show business. Uh, as I mentioned, I saw Don Jameson, uh, just last night, uh, I was on his show on, uh, compound media, which is, uh, Anthony Cumia's show. And I think that, uh, I basically just have a few variations of, of screen grabs of me, uh, I, if I'm if I'm not making Don laugh, it's all right because clearly I'm making myself laugh. And really, I, I don't know, Jeff. Isn't that just as important? You know, as long as long as you make yourself laugh, right? Isn't how did we make it 552 really episodes if you couldn't make yourself laugh? Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the glad only audience that matters to myself. I mean, true. It, it's true. I was going to say I'm the only the I'm bed. the only one on every episode except there there is that one that I'm out on that you guys Oh that's right. On without me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys uh you did some kind of like high times cast. I forget what it was called. Yeah. That wasn't episode 420. We did that together. This that's was right. uh was I think that. I don't even think you guys were high. I think you just talked a lot about drugs and yeah. uh yeah. Um and by the way, I wanted to show our visual audience the uh I was going to say the magic of Hollywood, but I guess it's more the magic of podcasting and show business because here I am with Don Jameson also in that same studio. And you'll notice it's, it's just a lot of green screen. <laughs> Everything in that studio is uh, actually a green screen. So, uh, you know, when you, you see Whoa. me talking and the, the desks are, the desks All are those real. walls. He yeah, doesn't have wow. sweet brick walls with windows that go to nothing and pictures of Alice Cooper. <laughs> no. No, that's, no, that's... The believe it, believe it or not, they don't. And that's that's his special. Uh, nicely done uh, noticing uh, Alice there, by the way. I appreciate that. Let's give a shout out to Alice. <laughs> his, 
here on the podcast. Um, yeah. So, uh, but it's, it's fun. I've, uh, I've done the show there in person before and, uh, you know, it's, uh, well, it's a, it's an interesting setup they have over there, you know, uh, for compound media, because uh, that for people that don't know, that's the company that was uh, started by, uh, Anthony Cumia, uh, after he was, uh, of Opie and Anthony, uh, which, uh, will come into, uh, Opie and Anthony sort of uh, factor into some of the conversation, um, but, uh, so I've, yeah, I got to know Don from him. You know, I, I knew who he was. I, I, I liked that metal show that he used to do with, uh, Jim Florentine at the trunk and all that. Um, and by the way, I, I feel like I told, uh, Jason the truth about the truth fairy. I can't believe it. The next thing you're going to tell us is that <laughs> Will isn't in a room with a grand piano over his shoulder. It's nope. actually Frazier's house, Frazier's apartment. So <laughs> I actually that, am uh, in Frazier's apartment. <laughs> Uh, is eggs. that where they have tossed salad and scrambled eggs? Depends on the day. Depends By the way, what has the, the new Frasier premiered yet? I remember. No, I'm were, very nervous. They were recording no. it, and I was like, "Oh, look, they they you could be in the audience." And I, I, do you remember how how you felt about that idea of being in the audience for the new Frasier? Well, I want to say I told you I was like, it could like it could be the like one of the greatest or the worst experience of my life because if I'm sitting there live and what I'm seeing, I'm like, this is horrible. I'll feel trapped and like I'm in hell. And then <laughs> I don't think it's like, it's one of those things that I'm so over these reboots, but like, I'm going to watch it just because, but I do feel I love the original enough that like, it's not going to ruin it. It's not going to ruin cheers. No. I can still then be like, you know what? I'll just watch it. Some people are like, oh, it ruined it. I'm like, that's no, but I am very scared. I think unless it's, um, it's the red pill version of Frasier. I mean, it's it, it's entirely possible that uh, that that was the project that Kelsey Grammer would like them to have, uh, have presented. Uh, what is that? What well, am I missing in that joke? A red, oh, red pill. pilling, red pilling is like, like the, the thing. Yeah, so it's this kind idea of, that yeah. a lot of conservative e media, whatever type e people do to say we're telling you the truth. You're getting oh, red pilled on the right. Truth like, yeah, really so they stole it from the Matrix to make it about their fucking literally, psychosis. literally stolen yeah. from the Matrix. There's there's people that feel uh, at a certain point. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan was red pilled and then he says a lot of things they don't agree with, but then he's back to being red pilled. Right. You know, it's uh, it, it, you know, you, you can, you, you can bite down on that blue pill every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, this segment digest. of the black cast is brought to you by blue chew. I really wish it was. Cause how great would that have been? You know, it's, it's not, <laughs> I'm hard right don't, now. Don't try blue to chew. use promo. Don't try to use promo code black cast. And I'm sorry. Will I spoke over you. Oh, I said, that's, that's okay. I said I'm hard right now. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's see what I can do about that. Uh, also, if I, if you visit compound media in New York, I, uh, went to a diner with the one and only, uh, E-Rock himself, Eric Nagel, past guest on this show. And, uh, he liked my order of a club sandwich and French fries so much. He ordered exactly the same thing. And, uh, I, I love Eric. He was just on our Indiana Jones, uh, episode. Um, but have you ever, and this is a, this is a non-gender thing. It's sort of a game that I do with my brother a lot of the time, but it got so like sometimes like when my sister was off in college, I think and my brother had moved out. I would go out to dinner with my parents. The two of them would order the same thing. And it was like, well, I wanted that. I can't, I can't, I can't just all three of us order something. I don't even like to order the same thing as my wife, except for the <laughs> fact that you know, we eat at the same five places with the kids and we kind of know what's good now. Uh, so let me ask you first, Jeff, do you put any thought at all into this or you just eat what you want? And if somebody else gets the same thing as you, then clearly they have good taste. 
I'd say I nowadays I probably wouldn't care because I'm just going to eat what I like to eat. But Fair. that's definitely one of those like as a kid, it used to drive me absolutely insane where my you go out to eat with my mom. She'd be like, what are you having? And I'd say what I'd chosen. She'd be like, mm, that sounds good. And then she'd order before me. And I'd always be like, now I look like the copycat, but you are the copycat. And this is bullshit. <laughs> as though it mattered what the waitress or waiter thought about our ordering. But yeah, definitely. Yeah used to be a little yeah. pet peeve yeah yeah and and <clears throat> with my brother he's uh he's five years older than me actually i i had lunch with him when i was in new york and he did uh years ago it's just like why don't you order first and whatever i get he's like i'll get that too <laughs> so it's, it's like there's part of me that's like uh, like oh do i want to destroy my stomach and like can you put like ghost peppers on this or <laughs> you know some you know just 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 to spite him yeah, just bathe it in sriracha. Can you do but that course, for me? Thanks. That's the time that he goes, I'll have that, except for that sriracha. Yeah, yeah, you're just the one suffering. <laughs> uh, but Yeah, um, you don't want to be a reverse know. copycat and go like, yeah, me too. I'll Actually, I'll take off that sriracha too. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about what about you, Will? Uh, do I spend too much time in my own head and I shouldn't worry about what other people at the table order? Or is it a weird feeling sometimes? I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, I, okay, I like good. to try multiple things at a restaurant unless it's like you said, if it's a place I've been a bunch of times, like I know like sort of what I'm going to do or what I feel. But uh, Casey and I, like when we go out, we usually like talk about stuff. It's like, what looks good? And there's a bunch of times where it's like, oh, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this too. And I'm like, all right, well, what's the second favorite? And then we'll just split these. Yeah. Or that. we each try bites. And because a lot of the times it's like, actually, you know what? Yours is better. Yours is better. And we'll switch. Or it's like, I'm glad I got this and you got that because you like yours more than this. And I like mine more than yours. So, you know, that, we just uh, that, trade. That is uh, essentially the nature of uh, Heather and I go through a process of elimination. The uh, the night that we recanted on the Black Cast where we all met up at uh, BJ's Steakhouse. Uh, it's not really steakhouse. I just didn't want to leave the word BJ out there. Uh oh, I did it. Uh, that's exactly what we did. I think it was like, oh yeah, yeah. That's my the thing I want second most. So yeah, and sometimes we'll actually trade plates. But uh, yeah, I wasn't planning on trading plates with uh, Iraq when I sat down with him. Uh, by the way, uh, Jason Blair, original red pilled celebrity accusation. Dennis Miller. Uh, red pilled on some things, but uh, I was literally talking about Dennis uh, last night with someone, and uh, you know he was always and continues to be very liberal on social issues. You know, uh, so he, uh, uh, you may say that maybe that's why the radio radio show never quite took off was because, uh, well, you know, fans of Rush Limbaugh, we're 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 ditto heads. We believe everything you believe, which is probably not a great way to go through life, regardless of the person that you're dittoing. And then uh, there was nobody that listened to Dennis's show. I was like, yeah, I agree with him on everything. And I was like, yeah. or maybe just listen because you thought it was funny and because I was on it. But uh, <laughs> And Jason does point out that BJ's is a brew house. Brew it's house. not a steakhouse. I um, thought it was blue, blue house. BJ's blue house? You mean like little boy blue, he needed the money? Is that what you're, no, like, you're going like for? You, someone like you was... blew yourself. <laughs> yeah, see, Jeff on. and I are on the same Let's page. So the Fraser revival, huh? It's going to be funny. But no one's going to be on it except except Roz is going to be on it, right? The Fraser revival. I do think she's going to recur. I don't think she's like yeah, serious I don't think, regular, but but yeah. but no one else is like on it at all, right? I would be if it ends up going into a second season, which I feel like 
it's been so talked up. It's going to be one of those sitcoms like The Ranch on Netflix where no matter how bad it is, they're like, it's getting a season two and three order because this specific part of the country, why give it enough views uh, that 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 the other characters will have their cameos. But like, there's some garbage sitcoms that went on for years on streaming platforms that I was like, who the fuck is watching this? And I'm uh, worried that Frasier's Who likes three cam anymore? Three cam laugh track is just the, it, there's, I can't think of a single show that's any good anymore that has been attempted in three cam with a laugh track. Like it's the, it's the kiss of death to any modern show. It worked in its time. Like you can watch old sitcoms that were made in that way. And it's like, okay, it is what it is. This is what it was always meant to be. But it's like nowadays making a black and white film and being like, I didn't know colored was an option. It's just like, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. No, and I mean, and it, it's like the artist, that. you're like, why aren't you fucking talking? This is a silent yeah. movie? <laughs> when were you born? <laughs> yeah, I think that. Uh, and uh, Jason asked the question: Is the resident over? Then maybe Daphne will be on. That's a great question. I don't. I know had read that both Daphne. she and David Hyde Pierce uh, politely declined to be on the show, but that's my theory: is if it does go into a second season, and there's enough uh, <clears throat> money involved, yeah, it might show up. They might show up for an episode or two. Well, they, I, I believe they threw money at Lilith, even though that's, you know, that's a Cheers character, but they, they feel but like she's people, on, she's a big character yeah. now. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. So, um, in any case, uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like trying to think of traditional sitcom presentation and, uh, how I met your mother is misleading because it looks like that, but it was definitely recorded with a laugh track because they did a lot of cutaways like family guy really they did a lot of cutaways and flashbacks and things and it it wasn't actually that kind of a, a, a show you know um there so, you know chuck lorry continues to churn out shows that uh, have that look and are produced in that way i believe there's some now but although young sheldon isn't isn't done like that i know because it's always on a planet fitness i don't know about i don't know about you will but uh, i think you like i that always tweet of i mine, always right? know what young sheldon's up to apparently at some point at some point his dad's going to cheat on his mom because it's something that they established on big bang theory so oh. they uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, That's I didn't watch a serious that finale oh it's hilarious yeah. his dad finally <laughs> happened he cheated on his mom she had a comment uh, and we left our asses off. Well, I want to say that you liked an old tweet of mine when I was at the gym and I said, I think I've now, I can add young Sheldon to the list of shows I've seen every episode of without the sound on, including Supernatural <laughs> yes. and uh, Two Broke Girls or some other bullshit. I've like, seen a lot of Two Broke yeah. Girls. Uh, Lots of Two Broke Girls on right now. There were characters that got married on that show that I, uh, uh, Jennifer Coolidge. I had no idea that there was a wedding for that character. Uh, Garrett Morris st- stuck around that show a lot longer than I remembered. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, uh, I've seen more of these shows than than shows I actively want to watch. I'm so far behind on uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Uh, that's a show I'd like to watch, but uh, boy, did I sure this morning see. Uh, apparently, Guy Fieri went over to the UK, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of a, you know, th- there's diners, drive-ins, and dives over there too. And uh, except it's called diners, drive-ins, and fucking dives. Pubs, pubs in other pubs, <laughs> pubs, pubs in more pubs, shit food, shit food, and some pretty nice Indian food actually over here. But that's <laughs> yeah, let's let's enjoy that. Well, uh, something that they they would enjoy there while I was in New York, I went to uh, McSorley's Ale House, which oh. uh, uh, I have either of you ever been to McSorley's when you visited uh, New York City. 
I have not, but they serve a proper bullshit German slash Czech pint. Yeah, you there, see all like. that foam on top. Yeah, but they yeah. serve <laughs> drinks in rounds, and you have to uh, keep up. And if you slow down, uh, they will ask you to give up the table for someone who deserves to sit. They won't kick wait, wait, you out, wait. but you have to stand and drink because you're drinking too slow. So uh, basically, you drink the round. There's four. Well, there's two per person. I was only there with one other person. And so they put down the the four beers and you are expected to drink them in a, a timely fashion because then the guy comes back and he puts down four more. If you don't Ooh. want the four more, you can say, oh, no, no, we're done. And then he gives you the bill and then you leave. But uh, so I believe let's just say three rounds came. But I was with uh, my friend Zoe, who is a past guest here on the black cast. And um Let's just say that I, of each of these rounds of four, and keep in mind how much foam there is, uh, I had about three and a half of uh, each time they came by. So I think, I think she had, uh, she had, uh, you know, like a beer and then some, and I had like eleven. But uh, you know, that's the beauty of New York. <laughs> it's the beauty of New York. I didn't have to drive anywhere when I'm in New York City. You know, that's right. The, the yeah. road trip part is later, but when I'm there, it's like, oh, I just had to take the subway. I was. Uh, my friend Sarah was kind enough to have me stay at uh, she was out of town. I stayed in Woodside, Queens, which was lovely. And uh, it was great to have like an apartment. I didn't have to worry about how late I was coming back to. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I may I may have had a couple of drinks. Uh, Will, uh, if if, if you live in New York, in the New York area long enough, Will, uh, I'll, we should try and record a podcast at uh, at McSorley's Ale House. Would you drive down for that, Jeff? <laughs> I just might. Okay. That's the right answer. Because I know that that means it's like, there's no way I'm doing that. But I appreciate that you would, for <laughs> the sake of the show, you would pretend you'd consider I've been, to be honest, I've been trying to be more open to like going places and doing things since I moved. Because I was, I had gotten a little bit agoraphobic. And so it's like moving into this new house, I'm trying to make some changes. So I, I'm, I honestly think there is an actual possibility. I might go down to New York and make a trip to make a visit or whatever, do something. Yeah. If I had a good reason to do it. Wow. Look at how much foam is on these beers. I mean, doesn't that seem like it's worth it, Jeff? I that mean, seems in, like it's going to make me sick so fast. I hate <laughs> foamy beers. It's the I, worst. I think Every right. time I got a beer in Prague and Berlin, I, I was like, can you please take this? Can you do this right? I just yeah. can't. What am I paying <laughs> you, know, you for? I'm not paying you for half... You say it's a pint. This is not a pint. This is uh, this is a half hey, pint. Okay. Hey, Will, do you think that it's possible that they just don't know the concept of going into a beer? Right, exactly. Aren't they also like session brews? So it's like lower alcohol content. Yeah, than everything's like four here. or five percent. Yeah, yeah. Which which means you can plow through, you know, twice as many. I remember when I was doing the semester abroad, one of the first places we went was Amsterdam and we hadn't eaten all day. And we went to this like pizza place because there's pizza places everywhere and we're waiting for the pizza. And in the meantime, I ordered like the giant liter of beer. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, chugging down the beer, just waiting for my pizza. And the owner of the restaurant comes and he's like, hey, guys, because I don't know what nationality he was, but he had like a not Dutch accent. And he was like, hey, guys, I'm thinking of uh, starting a new place called Big Tits. Because <laughs> it's oh. Amsterdam, so it's like all full of that kind of stuff. And yeah. I just kept going. And I was just drunk. I just kept going, Tig Bitties. Call it Tig Bitties. And he's like, no, I don't. What is this? And I was like, Tig Bitties. Just call what, it What Tig is Tig Bitty? 
He hated it. I wouldn't shut up about it. Be like, take uh, bitties, take bitties, because I was just getting hammered from the only having drunk this like liter of beer with no food in my stomach yet. But. It's like Dick's Last Resort. I think Tig Bitties is a great idea. Don't I mean? Oh, I mean, Dick's well, Last crazy? Resort. I think no, it was great a, idea. It's last time I was in Vegas. I stayed at the yeah. I stayed at the Excalibur, and I went to and the biggest restaurant, the Excalibur Hotel and Casino, was at Dick's Last Resort. And I was like, <laughs> well, we'll go back to Dick's, I guess, because uh, we don't want to walk very far. So I'd never been to a Dick's Last Resort in my life. And I oh, spent yeah, like that, three days in inside of Dick's in, in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, I've been to that one. Yeah, yeah. It's very, uh, and Christian, I don't mean this for you because you're not this kind of dad. It's like my dad. Like it's dad, it's that kind of dad vibe. Like a dad now in their 60s who's like, I got this shirt. I ate it, Dick's. Like, ah ha ha. It's a little like uh, Tommy Bahama, Jimmy Buffett kind of yeah. vibe. And it's like, it's appropriate to just be drunk all the time. My kids don't care. I'm retired. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's a very strange place. Yeah, I, uh, I I once went and saw this uh, San Diego-based band, uh, Rocket from the Crypt. They played at uh, the Dick's Last Resort in the Gaslamp Dick District. There's like a courtyard. Uh, it's right by Petco Park in San Diego. And Tim, it's Tim in San Diego knows exactly what we're talking about. See, he's he's been to Dick's, uh, yeah. and. Uh, uh, we, his stage name is Speedo, the the lead singer of, of Rock from the Crypt, and he just kept like making you know up like the most outrageous and appropriate double entendres, and like don't don't forget it's full it's full penetration night here tonight at Dick's Last Resort. Just that's the one I remember, but it was like it was like a whole night filled of that. It's like and you know, and it's uh, such a uh, wide wildly uh, inappropriate place. And uh, cut of the jib says they're all a bunch of dicks over there. They put funny hats on you. They abuse you. Uh, it sounds like the Renaissance Festival, uh, in, in all honesty. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, you know, the there, there's there's always fun to be had on a on a nice uh, road trip like that. Uh, but uh i a big a big part of why i i spent as much time in new york as i did is uh, i drove from new york city this is the five-hour drive that i talk about and i did go to rochester new york which uh, i'll get into uh will will won't get uh, the the full impact of the whole story because uh will uh obviously you're welcome to return after you depart but uh, i know you do have uh, other things to do today but mm. Uh, I do want to shout out uh, DeBella's Italian Market in Rochester. Uh, one oh. of the five best Italian sandwiches I've ever had in my life. It's up there with the Godmother from uh, Santa Monica. Uh, uh, Bay Cities, I think the name of the place. Um, so uh, it was, uh, it, it, I was impressed. Now, there's apparently a chain sandwich shop just called DeBella's. That is not as good. This was the place that uh, I was really glad that I went to. Uh, and uh, I talked about going to an AMC movie theater, and uh, there's nothing more suburban upstate New York than just the, the, the standalone AMC movie theater uh, there it, outside movie. of Rochester. Built into I, an old I, furniture store or whatever the fuck that used to be. The, from the, the furniture store is across the street, but yeah, you're, yeah. you're not entirely wrong uh, about that. Uh, you know, and uh, Jason Blair knows what's important in that part of the state is uh, Wegmans, uh, the supermarket. I don't know if uh, Jeff, have you ever here. lived anywhere where Wegmans is the supermarket? Yeah, we have Wegmans out here. There's a Wegmans. We used to get groceries from Wegmans when I was living in Dedham. 
Yeah, my uh, my my friend John, who uh, I was uh, part part of my trip there, he uh, he went to Cornell, and it was sort of like the thing that they had to do there was to go hang out at Wegmans at night, because uh, that because Ithaca, New York, is one of those towns where uh, if you're not old enough to drink, uh, you're not drinking. So uh, I mean, you know, you could. You go my, to frat party or something, but. my stepdad went to Cornell, but he was a he's an engineer. So the thing the stories he tell are like, so my buddy, we like hooked up his horn to his ignition. So when he tried to start his car, it just made the horn go endlessly. It's just like, ah, I mean, good times I mean, that, in the 50s. That, <laughs> sounds pretty great to me. I don't know what you're talking about, Jeff. <laughs> That's just one of those can, uh, uh, agree, agree to disagree. Yeah, you can hook my horn up to my ignition. Hey, now. At hey. Dick's last resort. Well, but let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. That would be my last uh, resort, yeah. But, but let's not have the uh, the remix to ignition because uh, we, we, oh, we no. don't live in an age I where we can listen to that anymore. We don't. Uh, yeah. And uh, part of what I was uh, doing up in uh, Rochester, I uh, was in studio for Who Are These Podcasts, a show that I've referenced a number of times oh. here on this podcast. And this is the... The downstairs wood paneling uh, where Carl, producer Chris, and regular regular guests on that show are. And uh, I, I went around and I took some pictures of the wood paneling. So now when I'm on remotely in the future, I have a backdrop that I can put behind me so that I can just pretend. And it, it actually worked. Uh, people were like, what? Carl is, is he you know, blink twice if Christian won't leave your house. So, uh, you know, it worked, but, uh, Carl was, uh, was kind enough to share his studio, open up his home to me. And, uh, I actually, I actually spent the night there, but not only that, he, uh, he shared the stage with me. So, uh, Carl, uh, Carl Hamburger has, uh, a, a, uh, instrumental band called the isotopes. And uh, they had a show uh, while I was there. And that, that the show that they were doing is called uh, Isotopioki. So what they do for Isotopioki is that instead of uh, always uh, just playing instrumental songs, they have guest vocalists. And uh, they invited uh, me to do something. And, uh, you know, Carl, uh, he, he texted me. Uh, it was actually while my son was passed out sleeping during uh, Transformers uh, Rise of the Beast or whatever that movie was called that we talked about recently. I'm actually I'm for Felix, sure. it was Rise of the Sleeps. <laughs> it was indeed Rise of the Sleeps. Um, but uh, and uh, which Transformers and so Snorlax? <laughs> so Carl asks me and he says, uh, do you sing? And uh, you guys have been to karaoke with me. And uh, <laughs> I responded uh, uh, loudly, enthusiastically, but not well. And Carl's response was, great, you'll fit right in. Uh, so asked to sing with a live band. I'm not going to say no. I don't know what you guys would do. Uh, you know, Will, perhaps you would handle this differently. Uh, Jeff, I don't, I don't quite know where, where you would come down. But for me, it was kind of a, it was kind of a no-brainer. In all honesty, I, I felt like uh, I, it, it wasn't it was it wasn't a it wasn't a tough sell for me. Is what I'm really getting at. Um, and I have uh, not watched 
any of my performance, but I'll share a little with uh, each of you as long as I can get the audio to play because you guys know me well enough. You can tell that I'm distracted as I'm trying to get the damn video to open. <laughs> but I do have it in another window now. Um, and uh, you guys have seen me do karaoke enough. Do you want to guess what song I sang? Mm. Surrender. Ignition. Uh, oh, the remix to Ignition. Remix to Ignition. Uh, uh, no, it, it, what it is indeed surrender by cheap trick. Yeah. Uh, Damn. I know your karaoke choices. You do. And it, it's been too long, by the way, uh, since we've, it had has been a long time. Night. I I've done, uh, I I've done max karaoke back in uh, little Tokyo is, is has finally reopened. It had closed pre pandemic. And then it just looked like one of those things that wasn't going to survive the pandemic, but, uh, oh no, max. Well, max was back. Uh, so, uh, and I know Will has to go and I sort of rushed through some of this story because I wanted to, I wanted to send Will off with a, um, with a little bit of, uh, of this and, you know, what are the odds that he's going to be able to both see it and listen to it? Uh, Jeff, do you want to put any money down if I can uh, successfully play this, uh, video and audio? I'd say the, I'll give a uh, 3,001 odds. That it works. That it doesn't work. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, thanks, Jeff. Oh, wait oh, a minute. Son of a bitch. Uh, son of a bitch. Well, I you, feel like you guys see it now. And that's the important part. I do right? see it. Yeah. Oh, look at oh. that. I'd lose. Oh. oh you to be their lead singer you're up next well, that's the best part is that they don't have a lead singer because they're an instrumental band and uh uh the first verse i feel uh went the best i uh i, I might have lost my place towards the end but that's the best thing about that song is you get to that part you get to that you part where surrender. you're like we're all all right we're all yeah. all right so you know it, it, it worked out uh in 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 the end uh, i love live band fun, karaoke though. i've never done that before actually i i, I yeah they they were doing that when kiss had their residency in vegas back in 2014 they were doing it in the parking lot at uh, kiss mini golf across from what oh. was then the hard rock hotel uh but uh i guess the uh the list was too long and i'll also Having done that now, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't get up and do. Uh, but it was fun. People were very nice. Um, producer Chris, who is a a the regular producer slash co-host, sidekick, second banana. I don't know. It's a sidekick. I feel like I can use that word. Um, he uh, he just in the most recent episode, uh, they were playing a, a 
a parody song someone sent in and um, it was atonal and the music wasn't synced up. And uh, Chris said, did Christian Blatt send this in? And uh, I had to admit it was really funny. <laughs> so uh, shout out to producer Chris and Carl and all the guys in the isotopes. Uh, it was a, it was a beautiful venue. It was this uh, outdoor stage. Uh, it was covered. We, we had a tent overhead because it was threatening to rain. It never did. Um, somewhere like Rochester, New York is beautiful. If you go in June, uh, I know people who went in February and it was like literally the coldest weekend of the year. Uh, they did an event, uh, up there, but, um, anyway, uh, will, I do want to let you go for your yes. meeting. You are, you are welcome to return, but you are not required to return. Uh, you know, we're, we're happy to see you. If you want to come back, uh, I'll tell a little bit more about, uh, some of my, my travels and my tales. Um, but, uh, it seems like this is, this is not going to be the, the episode where all three of us talk about, uh, fallout boys, uh, sequel to, we didn't start oh, the fire, but the gist yeah, of it from your text was you were like, Oh, it's okay. It's you fine. Were fine with it. It's all, yeah. all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, exactly. Just seem a little but, weird. Since I brought it up, uh, the the most recent episode of Shitty Song of the Week, now available, where I talk about that song for uh, more than an hour. Uh, but you might appreciate the other song in that episode. I can't remember if I talked about this when we mentioned it. Danny Aiello did an answer record to M Madonna's Papa Don't Preach because he's in the video for that. And he didn't like working with Madonna. So he decided he was going to fix her. And oh. uh, he did a song that like Papa just wants what's best for you or something. Got so it. You might enjoy that. <laughs> you might yeah. enjoy checking out Papa. Might just want to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Papa just wants to have fun. Anyway, Will Sterling underscore Twitter, Instagram, threads. Yeah. All that. Free rated R. And uh, if we don't see you again, we'll see you soon here on the Blackcast. Uh, we always appreciate you uh, making time to uh, be part of Blackcast Nation. Absolutely. I'm an original founding member. Come on. Okay, bye. That's right. I mean, look, I'm sorry, Jeff. There's, there's well, Now there's only one original founding member here uh, on the show. But uh, as, I know my as, a, as I required, uh, as I had Farad Muhammad record in the intro for some of these episodes, uh, Will is listed as a founding member of the Black Cast, but you are fan favorite. Which See, one would I, you rather be? Would you rather be a fan favorite or a founding member? I'd rather be a fan favorite because I think of myself like Sarah Chalk on Roseanne. I'm the second yeah. Becky, but I'm the far superior one. You're the way better Becky. I mean, <laughs> let's just, just a couple of fellas here now. Which Becky would you rather fuck? But anyway, uh, <laughs> I just think it was important. And Jason Blair says, Threads, another social for me to not be on. Yeah, Jason, uh, I loved Jason keeping his Twitter around so that I could tag him when he would be a guest on the show like every year, year and a half. And he would tweet like one other time. And it would be fun to see how many tweets he had since the last time he was on. But I, I think that, uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess it was a waste and, and you're not on Twitter anymore. And do Ray Jeff isn't even on Twitter anymore. Uh, so I think they're all gone. I, I think yeah. I deleted them when it was like, I'm never going back because <laughs> yeah. I think no, that was around when Elon Musk was, you know, getting his musk all over Twitter. I was just like, I don't see a path back from here. Yeah, so no, definitely. By the way, uh, earlier cut of the jib said, Christian, tell Dennis to get back to podcasting. Uh, cut of the jib. I don't think you understand how my relationship with Dennis has worked in the uh, almost 20 years that I've known him. Uh, I don't tell him to do anything ever. <laughs> I've uh, suggested things a couple of times that half of those times he listened. 
So, you know, it's just kind of the way it works. But uh, I, I do have lunch with him a couple of times a year. Uh, Salman and I go up there. We have fun. We we laugh our asses off. And, uh, uh, you know, there's n- there's nobody happier to be out of show business than, than Dennis Miller, I think. So, um, but in any case. Um, so I, I wanted to try it because I talk a lot about this show that I've been on as a guest a number of times. And it's it's been kind of a, a, a big platform for me. And there's another thing that uh, I can talk a little bit more about because Carl's talked about it on his show. But uh, Carl Hamburger, the the host of Who Are These Podcasts, he and I at some point soon are going to do a show that will either be called Who Are These Broadcasters or Who Are These Broadcasts because then it fits the you know, the, the, the rhythm of who are these podcasts and we'll be uh, playing clips of, uh, uh, you know, newscasters, sportscasters, weathercasters, uh, just, you know, making fools of themselves. And uh, the whole goal in it is that uh, it will feature political clips of, you know, like your Tucker Carlson's, but it's like only funny if you also have um, the young Turks guy. I don't even know how you say his name, you know? So it's like, you gotta, you, you can have the political stuff, but you're like, it's here for laughs. We're just here to laugh. Look how dumb this one is. Look how dumb they are. Can we laugh at everything? And uh, it's probably not the way the show's going to work. <laughs> you know, you're going to, you're going to hate a lot of people uh, a lot of the time. But uh, so that's uh, something that I have in the works. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, sometime this fall was one of the reasons why I drove the, well, like 10 hours between there and back to uh, as as fun as it was to sing surrender and uh i don't know how fun it was to listen to but it was fun for me and that's all that really matters uh yeah and jason blair is trying to help me chank Uyghur, not the way it's spelled uh that's the the young turks guy but uh other than me mentioning it periodically jeff do you know anything about this podcast called who are these podcasts i do not so i don't I don't even listen to the podcasts I work on. So. I, by the way, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, but the idea for it, it, it was fairly simple. Uh, you know, he started it with a friend and in that basement where he has the studio with like some nice equipment. Now they used to use like basically what I have here, a blue Yeti and they would put it on the directional and they would all stand at, at the bar in his basement and just talk into it. And then like add clips, I think later, I think is the way that it worked. Um, and the idea is on Opie and Anthony, there's those names again. They used to have a bit called Jocktober. Uh, Sam Roberts, who's gone on to basically host that show with Jim Norton. They would take clips from morning radio because Opie and Anthony were on satellite, but also on broadcast radio. And they would just take jocks as in disc jockeys and play shows from around the country and just play clips and just mercilessly <laughs> rag on them. And so people who were doing the radio shows, uh, you know, all of a sudden, like, wait, why do we have like 6,000 comments on our, our Facebook thread all of a sudden? And, you know, then people started to catch on because it, yeah, it was a big enough show that uh, eventually you could find out what was going on. But uh, when that show ended, the concept of Jocktober kind of uh, passed on. So Carl thought it was a fun idea to do for podcasts. And what he always tries to do is, you know, be reasonably lighthearted and good natured. It's more of like a roast. Uh, I had mentioned, uh, what was it, episode 523 of this podcast. I had Carl on to uh, play clips that he selected from episode one of the Blackcast. And 
It's not strong. People can go back and listen. At the end of the audio version for that episode, I put the entire Black Cast one because I thought it would be important for people to hear it. And uh, uh, I'll just say that subscriptions didn't go up after I did that. But, you know, and it's, uh, you know, look, I think it's a a good enough idea. People write back to Carl and they're they're mad and he's like, it's fine. You know, if you want to. You know, he doesn't like tag the podcast like when he posts the link, which is probably the mistake I would have made. Like, hey, at Fallout Boy, we make fun of your shitty song on shitty song of the week. Uh, That's kind of how I would probably do it. Uh, so, but you know, people find out like listeners of other shows and sometimes they're upset. Sometimes they're angry. Sometimes they, they take it in good fun. This guy, Dick Masterson, who has a, a big podcast, Carl made fun of him years ago and he thought it was hysterical. And now those two shows like do live events together and stuff. So mm-hmm. you know, not everybody uh, finds it funny. Uh, you definitely have to have a thick skin, but uh, Carl, focuses on people who have been in the media and should know better a lot of time like greg opie hughes of opie and anthony who is not a good broadcaster stuttering john melendez from the howard stern show who is not a good broadcaster there's a lot of drama in that world now that you you have to really want to be in on it to know that but uh i just come on i tend to the last couple times I've been on, uh, tell me what you think of this idea for a podcast that I pulled clips from, Jeff. It's called Rude Tales of Magic. It is uh, a group of comedians improvising, improv- improvisational comedians playing a, a role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. I think they don't say the name because it's a brand name. And they improvise a story from week to week um, making jokes and playing a bunch of different characters. Uh, what do you think would be the number one rule if that was the way that you were going to try and do a podcast, Jeff, as somebody who's worked in podcasting and radio for such a long time? I, I don't even know. Well, what I would do is record it the way that they record it, but then edit out the the stumbling and the stammering and the ums and the, oh, yeah. you know, the things that don't go anywhere. And you could really tighten it up and it's probably going to be fun. Still not my cup of tea, but no, they leave it all in. And it's oh just like, I hate it. So many people are into that. So many, yeah. there was a shitty cooking show I worked on for this guy who was a total dick. I won't mention him by name because he still does a ton of cooking shows. He's like on TV, okay. Natasha. No, close. No, uh, I'll just say his last name. Mean, his last name is a synonym for fire. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so anyways, um, he was just. First of all, I just he annoyed me because he was like one of those guys where it's like he's married. He was late forties, maybe by the when I was working with him. I don't really know exactly how old he was, but it was like too old to dress like he was a fuck boy. Like literally with like the hat on and had the nice boof and you'd be talking about like Twitch and wearing th- like, you know, Jordans or something. And I'm like, dude, you're a five foot seven white guy cook. Why are you acting like you're this like young hip hop kid? I just it just drove me crazy because he's just so like, is it is it like the uh, the Steve Buscemi meme where he's got the backwards hat? Yes. And he's like, hello, fellow children. Well, I would I would say that was more Norm Pattis, but. This was like a younger version. Of oh, that. By the way, R.I.P. 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 But yeah, it was it just it had a very similar feel to it where I was always just like, oh, my God. And I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm going to interrupt you again because it's only the two of us. 
uh, because of the person we we're just talking about, what do you think the P would stand for? An RIP. What, what do you think he would like to rest in? Uh, port side seats, Lakers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes, look, sometimes you got to make jokes for yourself. Okay. We were talking about, you do 552 episodes. You got to make yourself laugh sometimes. All right. Look, just, just look at Fozzie and Kermit. All right. If, if, if you're not enjoying what I'm talking about, anyway, I want to let you finish your point about the chef, but, uh, just Norm Pattis, RIP, uh, something in my head. Yeah. All right. Rest, rest in power, rest in power. In Montecito, California. Um, <laughs> what are you going to do? Show me your gun, Norm? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, just working with the chef. He also did that thing where he constantly, he would have these recordings where it's like him going to answer the door for the guests. And he was like, leave it in. And I'm like, leave it in? This is fucking terrible. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you go answer the door. Nobody wants to hear, like, no, no, leave it in where it's me being like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to just say whatever you want. Just do whatever. We'll just let it flow. Let it go. And then starting the podcast, he's like, yeah, leave all that in the beginning stuff. I'm like, or, and hear me out, I could cut it right up until before you start the actual show. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do, you, what do you think about that? And I mean, I guess that the idea if you're doing an improvisational show part of it when you're on the stage is you're watching them work it out but you know what the best part of improvisational comedy is when the idea comes to them right away and they get right into the thing and it's really funny it's why like the upright citizens brigade uh, gang who started it were good at it and so it was fun to watch you know the people who came out of second city we're good at it, you know? So, uh, yeah, bad improv. There's, there's not much yeah. time for it. Nothing more and, painful. Yeah. We did another, I, I found a, I, I pride myself on having found the show that multiple like regular listeners of who are these podcasts said was the worst podcast that they'd ever featured on the show. Uh, just cause the hosts were so annoying. It's called Hey Riddle Riddle. So these three improvisational comedians in Chicago, uh, get together with a riddle book. And then they try to solve the riddles and then they make each other act out these scenes based on the riddles. And uh, I've, I've listened oh to God. three full episodes and uh, it's never funny, but they do live shows. They have a huge number of Patreon subscribers. Uh, so it's like, I don't feel bad at all. You know, I'm just saying, you know, I, I think these people suck and aren't funny. I try to say it more clever than that. Carl certainly does. And whoever else might be on with us, but uh, it's, it's, if there was ever a show that was made for me, it might be that one. So it's uh, it's fun to to tackle, and that's why I thought like the least I could do was uh, for our tenth anniversary do that with the first episode of the Blackcast. And uh, Jeff, you might enjoy the first episode of the Blackcast because you don't have to hear yourself on it. <laughs> You're just gonna hear me. Uh, well, there, here's the biggest problem with the first episode of the Blackcast: it's just me talking for like the first like nine minutes. <laughs> Nice. I don't talk to the guys yet. I don't bring them in uh, until a little later. I miss I miss when I first started on the Dennis Miller show and you guys were doing your pod, uh, doing the podcast. And I was not that I, I don't miss the, not being a part of it. That's not the point of the story, but I wasn't a part of it. So I was just hearing you guys. Just I'd be working. Well, I'd be working on the board or doing something like cutting a promo or something I had to do extra after the show. And then you guys would be recording and it's like you had little segments for each of the guys, right? You had like Tebow time for Dave, and you had and like we had uh, we had guy talk corner, guy talk, for coach, coach talk for corner. Coach. Yeah, 
yeah. And then it was, I guess we didn't, it didn't, I don't remember specifically having some, I guess nerd talk was for It was real. nerd talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it was just, it was interesting where it was like, I had to have, you had to have your like special segments for everybody to have their part of the podcast that they were actually interested in talking to you about. It, it became more fun when we would just all sit in the studio and, and David would talk to us more. But look, I'm, I'm going to let you guess about what the approach was to creating the podcast and how the first segment became Coltrane's Corner. Uh, and then we would do the nerd talk. But then it turned out like, oh, these guys liked the same nerd stuff. And then you were a, a way bigger nerd than Bujenski. And I mean that as a compliment. You know <laughs> you know how I mean it. I mean that yeah. as a compliment. I'm like, oh, Jeff's one of us. Bujenski was not one of us. Mm -hmm. So he would mostly make fun of us. And that's why he got one minute of Tebow time. You know, and that, that was the that was the joke of Tebow time was that no matter where he was in his presentation after one minute, it was over, uh, uh, you know, to to uh, varying uh, degrees. Uh, but Just yeah, like it was basically career. it was <laughs> it was basically done in the way it was so that uh, uh, not everybody had to stay as long. But yes, the engineer did always have to stay. But. I don't know. I I I I think that uh, it was really fun, and we had those resources available to us to do that uh, in in a nice studio. And uh, probably should have done more with it. You know, probably should have tried to have guests on. <laughs> you know, I think I think the the first guest was uh, Chris Claremont, the X Men writer, like on the phone in Blackcast number thirty nine. You know, at oh, some wow. point I probably. But we would have we would do what we call DMZ spotlights. Uh, we would have members from the message board who were regular posters and some of them were callers, we would have them on as guests. Cause my thinking was when the podcast started, it was on the Dennis Miller radio website. So I was like, well, the people on the message board are the ones I could try to get to listen. And what mm -hmm. if they think that like, Oh, your friend is on and we'll talk to them. I don't know. Uh, what's my excuse. Uh, nine years later, I got nothing. I literally, literally, but it's fun. I don't know. Um, yeah. So yeah, you have to, uh, you, you have to want to live in a space where you're listening to content because it's bad. And typically like, I don't hate watch anything. Uh, but I feel like, you know, if I'm creating, if I'm creating content and they call it transformative content, when you take somebody's copywritten material and you use it, uh, without their authorization, you're using it to make fun of it. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of this uh, being discussed on the internet right now. What's okay. So people will stream snipe other people's live streams and just comment on it and make fun of it. But uh, that is not entirely legal. So, you know, you, you, you get into a lot of these conversations, but uh, there's still a place for good old fashioned audio podcasts. Uh, even though, you know, we do this one visually as well, but uh, the, the stuff you work on, uh, you know, we don't need to name any shows, but is it, strictly audio or are you doing audio and video now i've only really they've only kept me really with the audio stuff i yeah. think because that's what i was already doing when they started because at, at podcast one their video implementation was always dog shit <laughs> like they would have to have somebody go in they they tried having some 3d camera that never worked at, like that they was there when i first started that no one ever used and then it was more like when there was actually decent guests or a decent show or something then you'd have like uh whoever the 
media or marketing person was would come in with a camera and shoot a video or take some pictures or something but it was mostly just audio i know now they're doing a lot more but i think that's because they've actually brought in decent people for video editing and set yeah. up like decent cameras it's a, it's a different skill skill set i think that your mind works the same I, i've only done very short video editing but it's like you know you isolate clips in the same way and all that and uh, Tim Salmon does point out that he was on the Blackcast a couple of times. Yeah, that's right. You were. And we were glad you were. And we, yeah, we talked talked music with Tim a few times. We have fun. That's all. That's all we're looking to do. But yeah, I think that uh, I think that what works for podcasting is when you do both. Uh, it, you know, when audio is an option, uh, that that helps. I think that's one audience, at least for the show that I've been doing for 10 years and we added the video and it's like some of the people who always listened, well, they're the people who always watch. But I think for the most part, the majority of your, your video audience is looking for video content. The majority of your audio audience is looking for audio content, you know? So I think that uh, that's how it works. And Tim's letting me know he's waiting for the residuals. Uh, keep waiting. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. uh, you you'll you'll get uh, one tenth of what Jeff has gotten paid, which I guess means he'll get like a a, a quarter sleeve of a black cast T-shirt. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I give you a mug. Did I give you a mug, Jeff? I hope I gave you a mug. I think I had a mug. I don't know I, where it is now. It's but probably I broke. I had the shirt and I tried to put it on for today, but doesn't fit so well anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you started. I thought you started fapping. I was like, "Oh, okay." Just started well, to, no, <laughs> you just needed to. I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I, I, I used it to wipe up my precious seat." <laughs> it's um, it's solid now. I I can frame it because it's hard as a rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you you might need to find a, a you know an industrial strength nail to put through it. Uh, when I was uh, when I was talking about Rochester earlier, I forgot to. Uh, Shout out uh, co-host of subreddit surfing, uh, the, the other host being Cardiff Electric, the animated talking potato we talked about recently. But Vinny Paulino bought me uh, breakfast before I went to Carl's house uh, for um, uh, who are these podcasts. And uh, uh, Vinny and Carl do a different show called uh, The Creep Off, which uh, makes fun of uh, true crime podcasts and serial killers and things like that. But uh, it is the only podcast where both hosts have bought me corned beef hash in Rochester on different <laughs> days. So it's a distinction that I think will take uh, the creep off into uh, the record books. So I don't know. I'm having I, I'm I, you know, I've got uh, I've got things cooking. Uh, as I said, this possible show with Carl, I'll certainly tell people in the black cast uh when that's happening and the the other thing will be exciting if if it could uh, get off the ground uh all i can say is if uh you saw me talk about the people i was with last night it ties into that uh so hopefully there's uh there's something soon how's um how's everything going over at uh at uh the the home jeff good we there. actually just had a uh, mini splits installed yesterday so that's like uh, instead of central AC, they kind of install those up on the wall AC units. Uh, and then there's like a central condenser outside. So it's been like 90 out out here. So we finally it's nice and cool in the house, like back down to 70s. Mary's been dying, but I don't know if you could see her behind me getting comfy. Her, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it, it was like one of those <sighs> like thumped down. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. 
Yeah. She well, likes to, her bed's never comfy enough. So she just starts scratching at it. Sure. She'll start scratching at the carpet. Cause she's like, I, no, uh, it's not soft enough. I, uh, I got in my car yesterday afternoon and it told me, uh, you know, and when your car sits out in the sun, the, the thermometer is a little off, but it, when I sat down, it told me it was 107. So it's a, Damn. it's a, it's a brisk, a brisk afternoon in uh, Burbank, California. Um, well, because we teased it last week, uh, you know, there, there's other uh, other parts of my trip. Uh, I hope to have our friend Zia on and we'll talk about some of the things that uh, she and I did. We were we were together like three hours. That was it. That's all she had for me. And I didn't want to waste one of them podcasting, but I made her promise that uh, she would record a future podcast with me. But um, I've been talking so much about Fallout Boys. We didn't start the fire. And Jeff, when we brought it up on the past episode, you you didn't even know it was a thing, right? I had not. Yeah, I didn't realize. I also was like, when you brought it up, I was like, oh, did this come out a while ago? So when I yeah. looked it up, I was like, oh, it just came out like last month. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. Why? I would never have looked this up. I don't check out Fallout Boy music. No. It's like, oh, and, a new and Fallout Boy song. To I don't be, know who the Fallout Boy fair, are. I, I was aware of it because people were goofing on it. And uh, uh, Brandon, who's the host of Shitty Song of the Week, he was on Who Are These Podcasts. And right before I popped in with a, uh, a groundbreaking report on comedian Ray DeVito, I, uh, they were trying to f- remember who did a new version of it. And so it was like, right, it's the perfect time. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's by Fall Out Boy and it's terrible. And they were like, oh, well, if it's by Fall Out Boy, of course it's terrible. And so Will was coming from a different place. Will Will likes Fall Out Boy. Now the the first concert I went to, uh, you know, after the the world started to let us try to have fun again with concerts, was at Dodger Stadium. It was uh, a, a tour that I always hated the name of the Hella Mega Tour, uh, where uh, the 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 two uh, sandwich ends were Weezer and Green Day, two bands I like very much. Mm-hmm. The uh, impossible meat in the middle was Fallout Boy, uh, <laughs> who I didn't really know that much. And then I heard those songs. I'm like, oh, I've heard this at a sporting game, a sporting a sporting match. Sporting I've heard match. this at a sport a sporting game. I've heard. I just wanted to say game, and somehow sporting got in there. So then mm-hmm. I just sounded like a dum dum. Anyway, I so it's like, oh yeah, I've heard this song for this. I don't like these songs, but I've heard them. Okay, I kind of get how they're they're successful, and. You know, the pandemic was a crazy time. Um, I, I I never wished COVID on anyone, but I was jealous of friends who went to see this tour at uh, City Field in Queens uh, because uh, someone in the Fall Out Boy camp had tested positive for uh, COVID-19. So they uh, dropped off of that date. So it was uh, Weezer and Green Day, which is nice. like, I wish I'd gone to that one. But <laughs> anyway, so I've seen Fall Out Boy. I gave them a chance uh, because I didn't want to wait in the T-shirt line. The T-shirt line was so long and the merch wasn't great. So I was like, I'll sit and watch this band. And uh, I gave them a fair shake. And I didn't think that they were bad per se. I just didn't think they were great. They weren't my cup of tea. But then I heard this song. And I don't want to get this video. Str- I, this video is not getting struck for my rendition of Surrender. But I feel like if I play... The Fallout Boy, we didn't start the fire, especially from their official channel. We might. So I'll, I'll put a little snippet of it at the end for the audio version. Uh, but I don't want to play any of it. So uh, you, you'll either have to pause the show and go listen to some or you'll take our word for it. But uh, so, Jeff, I put this on your radar. Mm-hmm. Do you appreciate that I put this on your radar? 
Are you glad that you've heard Fallout Boy's sequel to We Didn't Start the Fire? Uh, I'm glad that, well, no, I'm not particularly, but I would also <laughs> say I'm happy to have had the opportunity because I learned some interesting things that I didn't know about the original song. So that, uh, that, that while people, people have certainly respectfully been critical of the Billy Joel version of we didn't start the fire, including Billy Joel himself. Yes. But <laughs> The fact of the matter is that uh, when you put the two songs side by side, there's there's a, a literal rhyme. There's a literal reason he chronologically goes through. I guess it was the previous 40 years or yes, yeah, 40 a, years because it was after his 40th birthday that he yeah. decided to write the song. And it just yeah, so, so happened to coincide with the yeah, whole so, Cold War. Yeah. So 49 to 89, because uh, I, I, I remember that song being new. I thought it was kind of cool. I like the video. Uh, as I talked about on Shitty Song of the Week, I got uh, 110 on a uh, extra credit assignment because I got extra points uh, because uh, I researched everything that was in the song. But the teacher uh, didn't realize that uh, in our local paper, like the Sunday before, there was an article that listed what everything was. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> like, uh, but to be fair, I'm the only I'm the only kid in my class who did that, who like knew, and it was like. Yeah, I was just stating facts, uh, you know. I was, just, I was just dropping knowledge back in the eighth grade. Dropping Jeff. knowledge, red pill in your whole class. <laughs> yeah, man. Everybody was fucking red pill back in '89. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's a bad song. Uh, the first couple times I saw Billy Joel, he didn't do it, and I'm like, kind of, kind of want to hear. We didn't start the fire, and I, I did see it. I was more disappointed he didn't do Uptown Girl. Finally, got to see that as well. So I pretty much don't need to see Billy Joel again because he doesn't make new music. Uh, yeah, I see him like three times. I got the songs in that I want. Uh, but I think that that song is fine. And objectively, even if you don't like it, you're like, OK, I can see how it works. Mm -hmm. Fallout Boy was just like, OK, Billy Joel, we see what you did and we just don't give a shit about any of it. We're just going to put a bunch of stuff together in a blender. And I talked about how it was like he wrote a draft of the song. I guess that guy's name is Pete Wentz. He wrote a draft of the song on his like uh, on his iPhone and then he accidentally deleted the notes for the for the the final version. So he just he still had the draft, though. So he's like, we'll just use that. Mm -hmm. Or it was like magnet poetry. You know, you have on the fridge the different words. So he had like the events that they wanted to cover. Uh, and I think that basically, you know, they just sort of were like they looked at the fridge and they were like, yeah, that's good. We'll just leave it like that. Uh, Jason Blair is giving us uh, some information. The lyrics inset to the CD album of Stormfront listed the years each lyric was referring to. I remember because I had the CD. Humble brag. I had the cassette. Uh, and it actually made me look up stuff from history to know what he was talking about. Charles de Gaulle, Bernie, uh, Bernie Getz. Bernie Getz, I remembered because I lived in New York. So that's kind of the difference is uh, knowing that sort of a thing. But uh, in any case... I, uh, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, that song works in, in, in a way. And if anybody was going to do a sequel to, we didn't start the fire, I feel like it should probably have been Billy Joel, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, well, these guys decided to, to do it. He yeah. Was yeah to do a sequel. He said he didn't want to, he was like, I didn't think the melody of the first one was that good. So I don't, yeah. I don't need to do that ever again. I don't need to do it again. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what are, what are some of the thoughts you had? And, uh, I'm, I'm really going to step away for a second. Cause I think my in-laws are downstairs. I just heard the doorbell ring and, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts. 
so um, I I think maybe I'll just uh, I'll let, why don't you tell me and we'll we'll wrap things up pretty soon. They they have a key. They can let themselves in. <laughs> Uh, well, first and foremost, I don't know the Fallout Boys' is his names, so that yeah. just like lets you know I'm aware the of Fallout Boys music. with a Z, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm aware of them. I'm aware of their music. I don't hate it, but it's just not necessarily my cup of tea. So I feel like it's one of those things where if you don't really like a band, of course you're not going to like their music. Uh, the lyrics not being in chronological order just seems like a huge like. That's kind of the point. That was like. Yeah, kind of the right, point right. of the original song so what you're doing now is just like an add like reciting of things that randomly came to your mind yeah it's uh, like uh when they show you those ink blots what's the first thing that comes to mind when you see this captain planet okay Pokemon. tamagotchi yeah <laughs> which by the way is missing from the song yeah because it's a bullshit song they that was like one of the <laughs> first things i thought was like some of the included choices are pretty weak like you Left, probably like could have done weak. way better. And a lot of them seem way more recent. And if you think about it, it has not been 40 years since 1989. It's what, like uh, 25? 30, no, 34. no, 35. 34. Yeah, so 34 years since 1989. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would the, what, what the fuck is the point? What yeah, what a like, random number. It makes sense for somebody who's just turned 40 to like chronal, uh to whatever, go over yeah. their, their previous 40 years, but just being like, uh, 34 years. I'm not 34 years old, but the last 34 years since that other song came out, here's some other random things that we thought about. Just yeah. And they're, they're thing, what's the point of the song? Why? There, would you there are it? plenty of pop culture references in the Billy Joel version. It's just some of these seem less significant. And I have highlighted anytime that I start talking about the song, I point out right away that the first lyrics are Captain Planet. And I'm just like, how is that your starting point? Because it goes Captain Planet, Arab, Arab Spring, L.A. Riots, Rodney King, which, by the way, that's redundant. That you're, you're talking about. I know they're the, the L.A. Riots, riots were caused by Rodney King. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got that. You know, there's things that definitely would belong in anybody writing a song like this, like the Oklahoma City bomb. Sure. Um, but how about uh, Firefest? Yeah, Why which it's like I, I only included. I only know about Firefest because there were competing documentaries on Netflix and Hulu, you mm -hmm. know, and you knew what kind of person you were dealing with when you found out which one they watched. Uh, but uh, you know, you got Harry Potter and Twilight, uh, and as much as I love Marvel comics and Marvel movies in the MCU, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man is the end of the first verse. Yeah. And like, what? Are are, are you kidding cares? me? Yeah. Um, and uh, Cubs Go All Away Again is a, is a lyric that uh, upset me to no end because it's like, again, it was 108 years before then. Just say Cubs win. That's a great lyric. That's significant. I don't like the Chicago Cubs, but that's a huge milestone. You know, mm -hmm. I, they, they certainly could have talked about the Red Sox. You know what I'm saying, Jeff? But um, uh, the, the probably the most egregious like lyrical approach is when it goes unabomber bobbit john bombing boston marathon so you're putting you're doing last name first john bobbit guy yeah. who had his dick cut off by his wife lorena bobbit uh john bobbit people would remember from that time period but bobbit john not necessarily um bombing boston marathon you did the same thing and like why are you using this device also it's followed by balloon boy one of the 
least significant things in in our history you know but i don't know sorry, I, I, I did spider. i did all this stuff on shitty song of the week but i'm sorry what were you saying jeff there was just a huge spider crawling on my wall and oh. it decided to get way closer to me so i was like Sweet. nope <laughs> i would have i would have put you in the big screen if the uh, <laughs> if, if the spider showed up uh let, let me let, just in case he comes back at some point <laughs> yeah no, i don't see uh anything. but yeah i what did the Unabomber and a guy getting his dick cut off and then other people getting injured? It's like, like you were saying, what you, I just, where are you going with this? Like, yes, we might know your references, but that doesn't make them significant. Like it seemed like there was intended to be like significant references in the first one. Yeah. Uh, Teresa, one of the co-hosts from shitty song of the week, she pointed out that it's the ultimate member berries for people who member South park, member South park. But it's like, yeah, remember, remember, remember Firefest? Remember Michael Phelps? Remember <laughs> Tiger know? King? Yeah. Oh, and that's my favorite line. My favorite bad line is Stranger Things, Tiger King. So it's like, all right, so we're just shouting out Netflix here, right? That's, yeah. that's the whole that's... thing is basically like, we watch Netflix, the song. <laughs> the song, yeah. That would be uh, a, actually probably a more interesting song if you chronicle if you chronicled Netflix's original programming names. That would be far superior to Fallout Boys. <laughs> we didn't but, start the fire. But Jeff, is there a more fitting to uh, a, a great uh, social injustice that uh, occurred to uh, the African American people than having the lyric "Meghan Markle, George Floyd, Burj Khalifa, Metroid"? I mean. That's Those such a fitting and, and somber a tribute. Perfect through line. One person was choked to death for eight minutes. The other person was George Floyd. And then <laughs> that was a bad joke. Sorry. No. It... <laughs> uh, you, know, you know how we roll here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Talking about Tom DeLonge and aliens. I'm like, all right, clearly he's friends with the, you know, the guy who left Blink-182 to go try and find aliens. Yeah, uh, there's a lyric like... where they talk about Prince and the Queen die. There was like six years apart. That doesn't mean you get to, you know, combine them. And I, it's like, oh, you think you're so cute. You said Prince, the queen. Uh, all right. Uh, what about what about Freddie Mercury and the queen? Because he was mm -hmm. in Queen and she was the queen. Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, there's also uh, multiple references <clears throat> to uh, climate change and global warming. Like they say the same thing, like four different ways. And uh, this isn't a show where we're going to say it's not significant, but this is a show where we're going to say if you write a song about the last 34 years, you probably could say some things once, like Michael Jordan 23 and Michael Jordan 45. Should we really be talking about Michael Jordan 45, like his no. post-baseball career? Do we want to talk about when he was on the Washington Wizards? Is that no. what we want to highlight when we talk about the greatest basketball player of all time, arguably? Well, it's also just like, why are we don't, you can just say Michael Jordan. And if you want to do somebody's like numbers and do, and a little bit more relevant, you could have done Kobe eight and 24. At least there was a yeah. reason that he changed his number and he stayed playing basketball. Yeah, no, exactly. And by the way, Jason Blair says, can't wait for their next single. Is this cake? Uh, that would be better. Um, anyway, it's, um, it's a, it's a work of art, but not in the way that it's intended. It's like, it's important. Uh, it's so important that somebody missed the mark so badly. And then you read the comments and you think, I don't know, whoever goes through fallout boys, uh, YouTube comments, 
is probably the same person who hides the replies on tweets from OJ Simpson, uh, <laughs> because you have to read the hidden replies and are I they all he's that, killing it? Uh, yeah, they're basically things like that. It's like, oh man, you you really killed it today, Juice. You know, so it, it's like literally all of it. Bloody uh, murdered maybe, the point, bro. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, isolate some for a, a future episode of of the Blackcast. But um, yeah, and I think that people need to understand when I say that it it might be the worst song of my lifetime. It's it, you have to put it into the context. This is a band with a lot of resources. This is a band who have made songs that have been very successful for what they do. They must be well-written. You know, they, they appeal to their fan base, but they took somebody else's song and just completely missed the point. You know, it's like, uh, it's almost like, I don't know. It would be better to do like the Gus Van Sant shot for shot remake of psycho than to just go off. Sometimes it's better to not have your own vision is what I'm trying to say, Jeff. Yeah. I could, if they had just done the lyrics again and the original, we didn't, because the best part about it was there was a point where, cause I hadn't listened to the original first. I listened to theirs first when yeah. I was kind of doing a comparison and I was like, I, I listened to it off the phone, like the one you sent. And I, it was just like, Oh, it sucks. Then I listened to it <laughs> on my computer with like, you know, a better DAC and, and my nice headphones so I could actually hear it like yeah. the way it was intended. And the opening, I was like, oh, I don't hate this little like Tom Tom solo thing that they're doing. And I was like, it's pretty cool. And then I heard the original. I'm like, oh, you the only good part of your song you ripped off from the original. Yes. Good to know yeah, exactly. that that is exactly how but, it works. <laughs> by the way, uh Jason Blair with the uh, comment of the show. Ja Rule should have done. We didn't start the fire parentheses fest. Thank you, Jason. Mm -hmm. I like when I like when things are slow in the uh, in the copyright and patent world. Uh, and Jason has time to sit in for an entire black cast. Or have I been forgetting to stream these to Facebook? I think that actually might be the problem. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that he's uh, been here. This this was a good one for uh, for Jason to uh, Jason can relate to road tripping. Jason uh, drove uh, from Texas to uh, Southern California with his three triplets uh, right as the pandemic was starting. So like they, they were leaving. And like, I think that the way that Jason told me they were like an hour into their, I don't know, 30 hour drive or I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, and then they found out that Disneyland was going to be closed uh, because of the pandemic. <laughs> they they kept driving. Wow. Uh, it was a, it was a it was a weird time. Uh, they because you know, we like weeks earlier we had talked about meeting up. Uh, we were gonna you know my kids were gonna meet his kids. We were gonna get something to eat, and then it was like uh, restaurants are open, but uh, you know it was a weird time. Let's just say that uh, it was it was a hard time. And uh, uh, it's more fun now because we have Fallout Boy. And um, I do want to give credit because the, the first time I'm listening through to the Fallout Boy song, I'm listening to all the shit that they're going through. And I'm like, these motherfuckers aren't going to talk about 9-11. And then they have 9-11 be the last thing. Uh, World Trade second plane is not how I'd phrase it. But I'm going to give yeah. them partial credit because by making it the last entry, you're admitting that it's the most significant thing over the last 34 years, you know, possibly in like the last, I don't know, 150 years. You could argue that if you want, but it was like, at least they were like, this thing's actually important. Well, Captain Planet is not important. Instead of the Cubs win it all again, it should have been the world trade center got bombed again. 
Because <laughs> it happened twice since 89. Not even Fallout Boy can save me now, says Jason. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, they, that's true. They we, yeah, What if they only referenced the 1993 World Trade Center bombing, the one that was just basically like a fire in an elevator, you know? What it was, I thought it was like a van blew up, but it did nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, that, that's what I think it was. It was like in like the service elevator, like a van like caught on fire, but didn't explode. You know, so it was like one of those, like it was like a car on fire that you drive by and you go, oh, okay. I, when I got fired from Premiere, I had taken a picture of a car on fire on the 101, like right before the Ventura exit. And I had made just like a, I thought, you know, innocuous post just being like every, you know, every day on the job, you know, just because it was like, oh, every day you're trying to get, you're, you know, you're doing work, some sort of cars on fire or something, right? Like it wasn't meant to insult my job. It was just like a haha, you know, like Monday yeah. or something. When I got fired, they were like, and you like threatened the building by posting this car on fire. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, what are you talking about? Wow. Like, you literally tried to be like you. You're like playing interpreter with things I posted that are like not even anywhere close to what was going on. So like if this is why you're letting me go, like this is incredibly inappropriate. But yeah, big shit. Uh, I do remember that picture though. It was a great picture. And, uh, if, if your social media hadn't been, uh, deleted, I would bring it up now and share it with people. But instead, uh, we'll say, uh, thank you to, uh, Will Sterling for, uh, being with us at the beginning. Uh, Will is no longer with us, but don't worry. He's still alive. Uh, you know, and he's uh, RIP. Uh, he says, uh, Tim Tam says, having not heard the Fall Out Boy thing, I'd have to say the most glaring difference is the significance and gravity of Billy's subjects and the relative trite quality to this new attempt. Yes, 100%. There are important things scattered throughout the Fall Out Boy version. Boston Marathon bombing is very important. I'm not trying to discount the Oklahoma City bombing. They list... Uh, they list Sandy Hook and Columbine. And I think it's like, yeah, you should mention that, uh, you know, hey, remember school shootings? Yeah, there's actually a lot of them. You know, if you want to do a whole verse of school shootings, you're making a very strong point. And honestly, I think if they had done that, I wouldn't even talk about the song because I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you know? well, but even if it wasn't good, if they had done that, you would have been like, oh, OK, the main question with this one is just like, what's the point? Like, what was yeah, the no, point of yeah, uh, making this song? It's just it's just the one word. Why? Why did you do this? No one asked you to do this. <laughs> Literally no one. Somebody. It's like all those memes. That's no one, colon, blank space, fallout boy. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. No one asked. No one asked. <laughs> yeah. um, well, uh, and of course, Will can be found at Will Sterling underscore. And uh, Jeff cannot be found. And uh, that's the way we like it. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, you can he can be found here on the podcast. So. Do you think you'll get back out to the movies for Oppenheimer? Because uh, that's that seems like one, knowing you, that seems like one you'll get out there for. Yeah, I think, you know, as thing, as we kind of settle down and, and like the things that we're doing are settling down a little bit, I'm definitely going to try and make it out to the movies. I'd like to go see the new Mission Impossible one, too, just because I feel like those are those. I I agreed with the things you were saying before, where it's just like, Tom Cruise is a legitimate movie star. Like uh, you can hate his guts as a human being. Cause like he does all sorts of weird, crazy shit. It seems like there's, there's no point debating whether or not he's in a fantastic actor and a fantastic right. action movie star. Cause he just is, you couldn't be as crazy and nutso as he is and do as many 
great movies where you're not just watching the whole time being like fucking Tom Cruise if he wasn't as good as he yeah. is. So you got to get you just kind of got to give him the credit for it. So I and I know he makes his movies to be seen in the theater and it's like you get something out of seeing them in the theater so i'll try and see that but i'm definitely going to make time to see oppenheimer because it's again chris nolan same thing he makes his movies for the theater so that's where you got to see them yeah no i agree and uh, there are 70 millimeter presentations of oppenheimer depending on where people live uh which i guess that's not the same as imax because i think imax isn't 70 millimeter i think it's a different size but uh, i I actually don't i'm I'm literally talking shit out of my mouth because I actually don't know. I, d- I don't know either, but isn't it a, it's a ratio difference, right? Like yes. IMAX is a certain aspect ratio where 70 millimeter is a different aspect ratio, but there's generally the same kind of oversized film for extra saturation and pic- pixels, whatever you call it, want to call them. So uh, yeah, IMAX 70 millimeter is the original IMAX format. A typical IMAX screen is 16 meters uh, metric. 16 meters high by 22 meters wide <laughs> while, while digital IMAX screen is 9.5 high by 18 meters wide. So yes, uh, the main difference is the resolution. Uh, and I'm always fascinated by uh, 70 millimeter. Uh, there are 70 millimeter cuts definitely for a new hope, uh, but uh, empire strikes back. And, and, and I think return of the Jedi but the Empire Strikes Back one is the most significant because it has different versions of some scenes and some stuff that they cut out because it was so expensive to make 70 millimeter prints. When George went in and made some changes, they're like, well, we're not changing these prints. You know, they had to start earlier. They needed more time to make them. And so every once in a while, I know my, my pal Eric Connor, who's uh, been on the show a number of times and I do Marvel movie talk with, uh, he saw, I think it was Empire. He saw it in 70 millimeter. I'm like, I didn't even know that there was a screening of it. I, I, it's, it's kind of a white whale for me. I don't want to kill it. I just want to watch it. You know, mm. I saw Hateful Eight in 70 millimeter at the old ArcLight Sherman Oaks, which I heard is gone now. Yeah, it was a Regal for a little bit. Regal bought mm. that, but then now it's just closed again. So yeah, yeah. That's so yeah, I saw they had a 70 millimeter Hateful Eight. I saw it on like Christmas Day when it came out. That was cool. Nice. Yeah, I, I, uh, for whatever reason, I think they, yeah, they had a 70 millimeter presentation at the Writers Guild. So uh, I was able to see it there. And yeah, when you can see, I mean, I, and, and I like IMAX. My favorite way to see movies is uh, IMAX 2D. I love IMAX 2D. Mm-hmm. I uh, do not like IMAX 3D. And I definitely don't like regular screen 3D in general. And Jason Blair, once again, coming through with the answers. Original IMAX was 70 millimeter but none of the frame is used for the sound. It's all used for the picture. Normal 70 millimeter, that's right, you needed to save some of the frame for analog sound. Thank you, Jason. And yeah, I guess I shouldn't have complained about the metric system when it's 70 millimeter. So we're just fundamentally starting with- This is the metric, seven millimeter. So we go five meter up. In any case, uh, we did one of our classic Blackcast hours, which is an hour and 45 minutes. You're welcome, everyone, for the extra content. <laughs> Think about it. If we'd stopped at an hour, we never would have talked about uh, Fallout Boy, and uh, you'd all be so much worse for it. Uh, but, Jeff, great talking to you, and I hope that uh, 
we have uh, some movie fun to talk about. Where where are you at uh, seeing trailers, or do you know anything about Blue Beetle? Are you excited for that? Are you? I haven't seen any trailers for it, but I I'm excited for it in the sense that I watched that karate or what's a Cobra Kai show. So I've seen that the kid who's going to be the main kid, and he's good enough. He's gotten better over the years, so I'm excited to give him a chance. I've liked Jaime in animated versions, so I think it's worth giving him a shot. Live action could be interesting. He's an interesting character. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm all for it. And uh, I was uh, telling Will we were making plans of uh, you know trying to see it together when he's back in town. Uh, just for whatever reason, Heather saw the trailer for it before Flash, and she just leaned in and she said, "No." <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'm like, honestly, it makes it, it does make it easier when, when I'm, uh, I'm just uh, flying solo. But uh, anyway, thanks to Jeff DeRay. Thanks to Will Sterling. Thanks to Jason Blair, Tim Salmon, uh, Cut of the Jib, and anybody else I might have forgotten in the chat. Uh, man, these days where Dominicus Saxon is busy, it always feels weird to not have him with us. But you just got a shout out, buddy. We will talk to you soon. Uh, and uh, I, I will we'll see what I've got in store for 553. Uh, we have to catch up with Zia. I want to uh, talk to my pal Tom Kelly, who uh, you'll notice that my pal Tom Kelly was not a story for my trip to New York. I uh, recorded an episode of his podcast in his apartment, which he posted. And we recorded an episode of my podcast at his apartment and uh it got deleted by the device that he used so uh he owes me basically that's right coming for you but that's all the time we have for now we'll see you next time on the blackcast thank you for listening to the blackcast don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast. <laughs> <laughs> first spot where I missed it. Yeah. Surrender. You should consider Heaven Tonight as your new cheap trick song of choice. <laughs> Jordan 23, you two killed MTV. SpongeBob, Golden State Killer got caught. Michael Jordan 45, Woodstock 99, King Batman, Busby Gore. drop real quick i hope that's okay i had christian blatt in my house this past weekend and um 
before he left my house, I gave him my uh, Who Are These Podcast t-shirt. He didn't give me money for it. He didn't yeah. donate to oh, my cause. Son of a bitch. I just thought it'd be what good. Like, the guy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that might be good. Like a guy who has a show, give him a shirt. He can wear that on, yeah. on his show. Yeah. Might be a good thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready to break into a Slim Jim. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to isolate that and start putting it at the end credits of the Blackcast, uh, where we have a little montage of clips. Blackcast from four ninety nine. John talking about a cell phone. His phone call with Carl is like Howard's story about meeting uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, John thought you'd improve his <laughs> reputation. Yep. He's uh, uh, Blackcast is 100% right. Hundred percent right. Well, this has been the Black Cast. You can find me at Christian DMZ. Jeff Duray, not on Twitter. Uh, the Blad Fest. Oh, I like this one. This is nice. This is what you were saying, Richard. The Blad Cast. Thanks for two bucks. The Blad Cast. One of the best podcasts you can ever see. The Black Cast. Whoop de doo. We're watching it. We got no Wi-Fi. We can't hear a thing, but we love it. Go watch the Blad Cast with me and Carl. Christian. Good luck with the whole thing. And, you know, here's to another 500. Get you to 1,000, you know, which is more than 500. Last time I checked. Hello, fellow favorite person of Christian Blatt. How are you? Hi, other fellow <laughs> favorite person of Christian Blatt. <laughs> Our boy Christian Blatt, who I was on uh, WATP with a couple weeks ago, uh, listened to the program. Very kind of him to subscribe to Patreon. And uh, he pointed out to me, and this felt wrong the moment i said it <laughs> but uh i mentioned the simpsons prank calls and i was like wait as I, after i said it i was like but the tricky boys didn't really do you know like silly names like huge erection or any of that so i was like what am i thinking of and Cr christian blatt astutely pointed out to me those were the uh bum bar bastards <laughs> or something <laughs> terrible name <laughs> um but uh, they would call this b a bartender named Red, who would legitimately, he was like an angrier version of Mo Sislak, basically. He had a gruffer voice and everything. And they would just call and say, uh, is Ben there? And he would yell for Ben. And they'd say, last name Dover. And the guy would just be yelling, Ben Dover. Is Ben Dover. It is extremely childish, but still gets me to this day. It's always fun to trick an old man. It's always funny. But yeah, that is my uh, amendment to the Jerky Boys episode. I like, when I said it, I was like, "Oh, I'm probably wrong about that." But I'm glad Christian Blatt uh, put that up because I totally forgot. I am doing the podcast tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're closed. That was not my fault. <laughs>